In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cat. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we are Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. And in this episode, we are talking about something that has really been driven by you, the listeners, and it is... Creating your most food-driven dog. And the thing is, when we consider how much food our dogs get on a daily basis, this seems like a really... um, Like it's going to be a win-win thing, an easy thing. And yet... We get hundreds, thousands of emails to the Ask team. That's our amazing customer service team saying, really, I'm struggling with this. This Mm -hmm. is a problem for me. My dog doesn't want to work with me. I struggle to get them to play Mm -hmm. games with food. How do we create a food-driven dog? Tom. So first tip that we've got for you is that we ditch the bowl because the bowl is boring. And instead, what we do is we like to think about each piece of food as being an opportunity to create an experience. It's a little like dot of experience. It's a little like opportunity to create a relationship. An invitation to an experience, right? Now, I think we have to, at this point, quite early on in the podcast, establish that both Tom and I will utilize food that we have and we try to make it work for what we're doing so we don't get too hung up on one thing or another thing whether we feed raw whether we feed kibble whether we feed cooked whether we feed whatever we feed the thing is what we try to do is utilize what we have and play with what we we can play with for food and rather than worry about what we're not doing and we might change it accordingly Mm -hmm. to enhance and help the games that we're playing correct absolutely and so what we look to do is we look to animate that food in such a way as to kind of up the energy for our dogs. Now, um, we see this a lot where people will say to us, my dog is is not foodie. They're not bringing the energy to our food games. And we look at the owner and we're like, I don't think you're bringing the energy either. So what we like to see is that owners step up Provide the opportunity, animate and energize that food by rolling, catching, throwing, popping it on the floor and caging it like they can't have it. And in turn, what you'll find is that your dog steps up. Now, this leads very importantly onto the next tip which is this is something that grows over time. Therefore, we're looking for progress, not perfection. And in fact, we've had many, many dogs that are not particularly food driven. And And I think really, I mean, when we really analyzed it and saw where we were, often one of our little steps was missing. Yeah. Like I remember a a good while ago now, but me saying to you about Brave and and she wasn't food, you were like, Lauren, look at the amount of food you are giving her. (laughs) Like it was one of those moments of like a wake up call of you going, seriously, (laughs) Look, you you are a feeder right now. You are being a real feeder. You are completely feeding this dog beyond what she needs. And so often 
something is also missing. One yeah. of our steps is also missing. Yeah, absolutely. And equally, um, you know, we can take a little thistle, miniature dachshund as an example. Notoriously, um, you know, they have that label of being fussy. She's very food driven now and plays all the games with a lot of energy. Um, and yet to start with, we experimented with animating that food and we discovered that when we throw the food towards her she used to be very offended by that and sometimes used to like bop her on her little nose and she was like oh my gosh I'm traumatized I can't possibly take part in this and and so sometimes we 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 kind of do we've got to animate but then observe and and see you know how we can adapt to our dogs now um Leading on from that, very importantly, this is going to grow slowly over time, um, but it needs to keep growing. And so we're looking for progress, not perfection. Now, if you take a snapshot of where you are right now and compare it to, I don't know, one of the dogs on the videos, or maybe you're in the the, um, Facebook support group that comes with the Sexier Than a Squirrel challenge and you look at somebody else's dog, if you do that comparison, what is it that they say? Comparison is the thief of joy. Then you're going to feel like, oh, I've not got a food-driven dog. That's not the snapshot you need to be taking. You need to be thinking about, well, how was your dog three days ago? How are they a week ago? How far have you come? Because as long as you're growing in the right direction, you're growing. And that's the thing. We're looking to grow. We're looking to adapt. We're looking to um, increase their um, ability to work with us and food. And yeah. actually, it's, it's, a, it's a gentle process. I'm just thinking classic here, who's, who's currently laid at my side and, and very fast asleep, I think. But with her and food, I remember her literally turning her nose up to food and really looking quite disgusted Mm -hmm. in in the fact that we might even consider that she might do some work Mm -hmm. for it Um, and and just thinking back to the difference and and how we we did that I also would say there's a level of with her I didn't constantly change the food I Mm -hmm. didn't constantly go okay I'm going to go one better one better one better one better and I think a lot of the owners that come here for sure to the training facility and and speak to us on our online courses a lot of them do, I think, fall down that little like, um, well, it's a bit of a rabbit worm once mm-hmm. you get on it. It's it's every time we train, I'm going to find something better for you. Yeah. So it might start with maybe some wet food and then it might go chicken mm-hmm. and then it might go um, some sort of flavored chicken yeah. and then it might start to go freshly cooked chicken. Yeah. And then it might go, actually, I'll only eat the wings. Like you start to get a dog who starts to get really fussy. Yeah, And absolutely. I think it's just to be aware of that you don't yeah. want to go down that route of I'm always providing something better yeah, it's, it's it's actually not the food it's not about for for dogs that the experience of the taste will never win on the experience of the event right and so what we need to think about is it's not about the taste it's about the experience we create with that object that is the piece of food now Next tip that we've got for you, often people will say to us, my dog's not food driven. But actually, when we take a look, it's not that the dog isn't food driven. It's that the dog's not particularly animated in what they're doing. And so they don't look as engaged. They're loving the food, but they just don't look as engaged. And so really, that's that's such a quick thing to fix in that dogs will become more of what they do every day. So if you if you do lots of animation games, every day they'll be getting a little bit more animated. When we when we kind of dive into what how those dogs are being trained that aren't particularly animated, and we say, Oh, what games are you playing? We'll say, Oh, well, we're playing stays, we're playing 
calm boundaries. We're playing lots we're, of stillness. We're, we're working on, you know, self-control. But actually, then you're disappointed when all of those skills that you've taught them, they're bringing them to the training session. Instead, what we need to do is think about moving our dogs to be more of a doer. And that might look like left spins, right spins, leg weaves, middles with fast releases, chasing bits of food and there's no rules and there's no behavior and there's no there's no requirement to do anything for it. And in turn, what we get is a dog who shows up for the sessions in a much more animated way. And then you see the picture of a food-driven dog and it wasn't anything to do with their desire for food. And I think that's the big thing. The desire for food is, is one thing, but actually the desire for engagement yeah. and interaction and relationship and all of those things, that goes way further than any of the other things that we're discussing. Now, when it does come to creating a food-driven dog, I do feel that variety of the food that you're using can enhance what you're doing. Or when I say variety of the food, in terms of the shape, the size, yeah. how you're utilizing it. So I'm thinking about recently I was teaching, um, we, we've been working with Mango Learning to Catch. Yep. And actually learning to catch initially kibble was not so easy. Whereas catching something like wafer thin, um, in the UK we have this kind of wafer thin sort of chicken or ham. Mm-hmm. Don't know that it is chicken or ham, but anyway, <laughs> we have that type of thing. Catching something like that is much more conducive to yeah. um, her getting success and learning than catching something that's not that highly valued and also harder to find. So I do think there's a place of using variety of food, but not just for the um, fact that they might want it differently, actually from the sense of how um, when they get success. So getting success on catching a piece of wafer thin ham happens way easier than it does on a piece of kibble, basically is what I'm saying. So I think for me, knowing that what you're using is tailored. Yeah, absolutely. So next tip that we've got for you on this one, and this one's a really important one, and that is the Again, it comes back to dogs will become more of what they do every day, what they rehearse today. They'll become tomorrow more and more. And so the more you present food to your dog and your dog kind of refuses it, spits it out or takes it, but it's kind of a punishing experience for them. And they're like, oh, why do you offend me with this food? The more likely they are to to do that in the future. And we work with a lot of owners where they present food as a, a game to their dogs, but they they know that their dog's actually not going to get involved and they know that their dog's going to refuse it and they know that their dog might take it but roll it around their mouth and look like, why are you annoying me with this bit of food that you've presented? And so actually what we're doing is we're growing them in the wrong direction. They're rehearsing that. So another tip would be, let's say for the next three weeks when we're doing our left spins, right spins, animated food, leg weaves, whatever it might be, and all of these games are in, you know, that sexier than a squirrel challenge. So you've got so many animation games in there. If you've not yet jumped in, head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy and there's a 70% discount right now. But the other thing that you could do for the next three weeks is say, okay, I'm only going to present food to my dog and play with them when we're in a a situation where they're super comfortable and and know that they're going to enjoy that experience. That might mean for the next few weeks you train at home. It might mean you train in the garden a little bit. It might mean that you train um, just outside your front door in your front garden because as soon as you start the walk, maybe your dog actually starts to think food's a bit bit troublesome again and, and starts to refuse it. Three weeks, let's rehearse the really good stuff and we're in full control of that. We know when we've got that food in our hand and we we kind of look the part and deliver it to our dogs and then we're not surprised when they don't take it. We knew that already, so let's just not give them the opportunity to refuse it. 
And when we think of this, I'd love to all now make a commitment, guys. I'd love us all to make a commitment for ourselves and for our dogs. And that yeah. is, let's ditch the bowl for life. Yeah. Let's ditch that bowl for life. And I know that we've talked already on ditch the bowl, but let's let's make this a lifetime decision. Because just like Tom said, it's the things we do day in, day out that make the difference. Let's consider that we can do this forever. Yeah. This is not like a one-off thing. This is not a, this is a relationship sort of, a, a way of living, yeah. right? A way of life with our dogs. And, and when we were talking about just then um, a dog learning to refuse or learning to accept actually this is just a way of life and and actually this is something that we want to do not just today but every day absolutely so guys this is something that's 100 in your control we've seen and heard a thousand if not ten thousand times people say to us um my dog's not food driven but but you know what i'm going to give this ago and we say trust the process and see what happens and they're like okay yeah no I trusted the process and this has really worked so really all that's left for you to do is take action trust I've got the process one last last example here Tom and I, I just was thinking of it then when you were saying it and, and um, I was thinking of two actually but this one in particular um, a friend who has ditched the bowl recently and um, she was scatter feeding a lot mm. and she's been scatter feeding her dog very very recently and then her dog's been refusing the food and I said to her how much she's scatter feeding she said I don't know I don't have any idea I just keep scattering. The thing is, we do need to know what a dog's yeah. intake is. We yeah. do need to know that they are hungry. We do need them to be accepting of their, yeah. their dinner. This is their dinner. They are eating to stay alive. Therefore, they do need food. Yeah. And at some point, there's going to become a point where they go, actually, I'm, I'm game on and I want to work with you. Yeah. The fact that she was over scattering and over generous and scattering like probably three times that dog's amount when we actually weighed it out. Yeah. Scattering a lot of often. She said, I know, but you guys say scattering is good. It is good within... Uh, uh, like awareness and, and it, vigilance exactly and it is good within yeah th there's a game for that but you need to make sure you're playing the right games for what you want to grow and she and if wants you don't... to grow focus yeah. and actually scattering all of that dog's daily food is really not helping and yet if we incorporated some focus animation based games there and said right 100% of the daily food allowance into animation engagement and focus I bet in three weeks time there'd be a very different there picture there would be a very different picture so I suppose what we're saying is the control is at your fingertips yeah. and I suppose more importantly the relationship and experience and excitement is at your fingertips yeah. so basically you are the electric fingers off you go you can literally do what you yeah. like you get to you get to Gr do this grow grow in whatever direction you want if you want something build it grow it and all you need to do is take action on what we taught you so with that guys that was this episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast it has some really fundamental learning in it that's really going to supercharge your journey as a game changer from now on so do take action on it we'll see you in the next episode remember stay, stay sexy. sexy hey before you go have you taken part in the worldwide sexier than a squirrel challenge it's a 25 day online video program huge energy amazing community and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy. 